So we had doctors, lawyers, mothers, footballers, first minister, port laureate, we're on the move and I'm telling you the glass ceiling's going, we're coming through. Rise up, rise up, take the stage, play your game, don't be afraid. You're a work of art, or Jones of art, always be proud of who you are. Hello and welcome to podcast three of women who sport. Um, before we introduce today's guest, just want to big shout out to Sharon Martin. She's got her new album released and she obviously hooks us up with our intro and ending for each podcast. So today we're joined by a pretty powerhouse couple. We've got Moose, aka Lauren Winfield, and her fiance Courtney Hill. So Moose is an England cricketer. She's got one test match cap to her name, 22 ODIs, uh, 17 T20 caps, um, just to add to the collection. And Courtney, who's recently picked up the 2019 Women of Steel Award. Those that are out the loop, it's a prestigious individual rugby league award backed by the Telegraph Sport, where athletes are essentially put forward and then shortlisted and then voted by the public. Uh, she plays rugby at Leeds Rhino, she's the halfback, also their captain, and they've just retained the double title of Super League and Challenge Cup. Uh, she's an Aussie, uh, she used to be a cricketer, played for Brisbane Heat where the two of them met. Um, and we'll probably start with Lauren and get a little bit of an introduction to her and, and start from the beginning and why she picked up cricket. Okay, so Lauren, what got you into cricket? Um, I reckon... I just played all sports to be fair when I was growing up. I think school was school was school. I I did as much as I needed to do. I was always a bit of a pest, but sport was always my thing. Um growing up I played all sports really. And I kind of didn't really channel myself to cricket until I came to uni. Um so I guess I was quite a late bloomer in that sense. Kind of played representative football, um, netball, cricket, all through school and, and college. Um, and actually, I, yeah, when I was about 17, I had to choose between. I was on the books at Leeds United Football um, and the county system at, at Yorkshire. Um, and I guess you get to a point where it's, it's taking up more and more of your time. And I kept finding myself getting injured playing football and I'd turn up for the cricket season with an ankle injury or whatever. And it just became very conflicting. So, yeah, then I decided to... Well, I actually took a couple of years... Um, after school before I went to uni um, and then it was only really when I came here and obviously like you guys know having you know been students here you're completely surrounded by mm. elite athletes sport is just in the blood um, and then got on the MCCU system here and just yeah that was when cricket really take up like took off for me. So you came to Loughborough like not even necessarily like planning on playing cricket here? No 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 like I wasn't on any systems yeah. like I, I'd been identified as like through the age groups and stuff but kind of everyone that was half decent was um and then like i say like i got onto the england academy when i was 20 21 and then within six months i made my england debut so like that period of i guess transitioning from the academy to england was rapid but it took me ages to kind of get to that point yeah. i wasn't identified as 
you know, a young gun yeah. that's gonna that's gonna go on and play yeah. for England kind of thing. I feel like that happens in women's sport a lot. Like you can come into it late and it doesn't hold you back. Mm. Do you think by playing a mixture of sports as a kid that gave you a good foundation to go into elite level? Yeah, I reckon so. And I think as well, like for us, I never thought that there would be a career choice for me. Yeah. So like you never really commit to anything until you go, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then you go hell for leather for it. And up until that point, I was just kind of, you know, trying a bit of everything. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do job-wise, sport-wise, whatever. And that's why I came to uni. It was like, right, I can do a bit of both. Yeah. And if sport doesn't work out, I've got a degree. You know, all's not, all's not lost. So was your England debut while you were studying at Loughborough? Yeah, so in my... Th- I should probably know these stats. <laughs> um, in my, I, so I split my final year. Yeah. So I did, it, I did my degree over four years. So in my third year, I got a debut for England. Um... But yeah, like it massively, like being at uni here, it's around by a sport on a, you know, on a program that was pretty much training four or five times a week. And then you get the hunger for it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and that's when it kind of took off a bit more so for me. Mm-hmm. And you grew up in Australia, Courtney, so how did you get involved in cricket? I'm really worried you're not going to Sorry, what? I'm just trying to process that. <laughs> your language barrier could be an issue here. Growing up in Australia, go yeah. again. Oh, did you actually look at it like a grown-up in Australia? <laughs> um, how did you get involved in cricket? Oh, cricket. Okay, got it now. Um, I, I suppose, like in Australia, cricket is everything. Yeah. You know, it's one of our major sports. Um, I grew up in a really, um, well, quite remote sort of country, little tiny town. And it was sort of, you know, cricket in the summer and rugby, we call it football, yeah. in the winter. Um yeah, so I just had a really great PE teacher. I played indoor cricket with my parents and their <laughs> local team in town. And um, yeah, so I suppose that was um, how I sort of, you know, backyard cricket was all about backyard cricket. Yeah. Uh, I went to boarding school and sort of opportunities in other sports arose. Um, and I used to have to play with the boys. And I got to a point sort of, you know, 15, 16 years of age where it just wasn't for me anyway. yeah um yeah so i actually took a couple of years break from cricket and came back to it when i was about 18 or 19 um thank god i did because it was probably the next best decade of my life to follow yeah um and why yeah, did you come then, back to it like was that your favorite uh i wouldn't say it was my favorite yeah but there was just something i missed about it yeah uh and i was living in rockhampton at the time so which is like a fairly big regional center for us in Oz. But even still, there was no women's program. There was no women's team. Yeah. Um, initially, I was the only girl that played in the men's competition. Eventually, there was two, JJ, yeah, yeah. who became a Brisbane Heat teammate, went on to play for Australia. Yeah. So there was only two of us. It was, but it was great. You yeah. Know? Um, also, very you respectful. Like when you were like 17, 18, were playing on the men's team. Yeah. Oh, that's mad. Yeah. That's so crazy. we had a, a really welcoming club. Both yeah. of us had really welcoming clubs, and yeah. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's it's a bit different in the country. Yeah. People just tend to be that little bit more welcoming, and yeah. Um, you know, we had a a club that really embraced it. So yeah, that that's really helps. cool. Mm. Do yeah. you think it's there's like less of a stigma for girls playing with boys teams mm. in Oz than there is in the UK? Mm. Or do you think in the cricket world it's actually... I think because it's, it's not a physical sport, I always think that, like, because it's the same with football. 
So like you get to a certain age in football and then you go, no, you're going to have to play, you can't play with the boys anymore. And it would be the same in rugby. Yeah. Because cricket's very skill-based sport and it's not like physicality. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't play as much of a dominant part. I don't, like, like as I grew up playing, I didn't play any female cricket until I played representative cricket. I played all boys and men's stuff. I think it's pretty, like, and obviously that's the same in Oz. Yeah, I, th- I think, like in Oz, I, d- I do think there is a, a difference between city and country. Um, in the country, just like I said, people tend to be more welcoming and accepting, and in the country it was just every all in, everyone mm. in. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't matter how old or young you were, yeah. you know, if you were a boy or girl, everyone just played together. Um, yeah. And it was a r- real sort of community feel rather than anything else so pretty blessed in that sense okay talking of cricket before we go on for listeners that don't understand the types of the different kind of formats of cricket I mentioned before that you've got ODI caps T20 caps test match caps what's the difference in the different formats yeah so test cricket the way we play it is over four days obviously the men play over five days um so yeah so it obviously goes you have set two innings each most of the time um goes over four days the only time we play that is in an ashes series um generally we've played one of the test against india um but usually that we just play that in a multi-format series which is the ashes um and then obviously you've got what we call one day cricket um which is 50 over cricket so yeah that lasts about what seven hours not quite, yeah, not quite four days. Depends who you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got T20, which is like the Rasmataz, that's the short format. A um, bit more fast and exciting. Have either of you got a preference in which format you play? T20. Yeah, I definitely... Yeah. We've played a lot more T20 cricket of late. And that's kind of the, the format that people get excited about. That's what the crowds jump in for. Shorter, yeah, good yeah. for the kids, good to watch doesn't last long there's plenty going on you know batters are going after it bowlers are going hard so the test matches are played over four days like yeah game. yeah that's mad I yeah that. that's crazy yeah Boring. it's full on how do you stay on it <laughs> <laughs> how do you stay switched yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not i couldn't even play four day cricket <laughs> i'd be bored out my brain hence yeah. why i say 220 no you just got to think about when your next food break is oh. <laughs> so how do they work it like how many hours of each of the four days would you be playing Oh, so you, what start of play would be ten thirty. Yeah. End of play would be six. And That's crazy. So you'd have like you'd have like what morning tea kind of thing. Then you'd have lunch, afternoon three breaks. It's three sessions. Yeah. But it's long, long days. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do you stay focused for that whole time? Yeah, well, that's I guess that's, that's why they call it tests. Yeah. It's because, like, yeah, mentally... It's like a test. Yeah, it is. No, it's it's yeah, long. And staying... As well, like, that's the hardest bit because we, we we play it once every two years. Yeah. So, like, having to then switch to that from yeah. the short razzmatazz kind of... Everything's happening yeah. really quick to, like, a long, drawn-out, yeah. you know, day followed by three yeah. more days. I'd have lunch and then be like... Done. Feed a nap. Yeah. My feet. I'm afraid of killing. <laughs> if you were a coach, like, how would you pick your squads? Like, in terms of your Test match squad and your T Twenty squad, what would be the key differences? Well, in you players can answer that. You're the coach. <laughs> I've never coached Test <laughs> match, but I suppose you know, 
the like Lauren was saying, T20s are more um, your power-based game. So, you know, you're looking for batters who absolutely wallop balls. You're looking for bowlers who bowl quickly but only have to bowl four overs. I suppose test match, you're looking for players who, you know, you mentioned the mental test. You know, it, it is a mental battle. Batters who are willing to stay out there for long periods of time for sometimes not many runs, but you know, eventually it starts to flow. Mm. Um, bowlers who are fit enough to bowl, you know, ten plus yeah. overs um, in a day. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. I, I suppose it's different in, in women's cricket. Um, I suppose we find that squads. Yeah don't tend to change as much mm. just because the depth in the game isn't the same as the men's. Mm. So you'll find where the men specialise a little bit more as a red ball test cricketer or a white ball, you know, short format cricketer. The best kind of playable formats. Yeah, in the best girls game. will be across most. Yeah, to be fair, that's the same with rugby kind of, of like seven. Seven, yeah, seven, seven yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the men, it's very separate, whereas there's a big yeah, overlap. Girls, you and, kind of do yeah, both. yeah. Because you just wouldn't have... Like, eventually, we'll probably be more specialist. Like, you get a couple of players that just come in for a test match. Yeah. Or, mm. or whatever. But generally speaking, like you say, you just haven't got the depth. And you're not exposed to that format of the game. Yeah. So, like, when when you're playing your representative stuff when you're growing up, we will never play multi-day formats. Yeah. Whereas boys might play two-day cricket or three-day cricket. So they can kind of get specialists okay. because they get exposed to playing it. Whereas the only time I've ever played Test cricket is international level. That was really that difficult when your first exist. call, up, like your first call up to England, is also your first ever time playing that multi day cricket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's nice. very, it's, yeah, it's very different. You kind of have to learn pretty yeah. fast what, how you're going to go about it. And, yeah, and how yeah. come the men play for an extra day? Do they have more overs? I don't know why that yeah, is that's, actually. That's probably a good question. I don't yeah. know if it's. A similar thing to where, you know, female tennis players play three sets. If it's a physicality, if it's a, mm. a fitness kind of thing, I don't know. Mm. Or if it's more of a, let's get a result sort four of scenario. Yeah, I don't know. Because obviously, like you can play four, four days or men's group five days and not actually get a result. It's a draw. Yeah, that's so, the bit that people find like what? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you play four days and in yeah. the dirt and you got nothing at the end of it couple of points each yeah so it's mm. yeah it's interesting even as a cricketer I find it mind-blowing yeah. that yeah. whole concept but it is what it is and, and that's cricket I suppose mm. so okay Lauren you've played a lot of cricket within England you've had like a lot of caps and been able to travel with that mm. um, and then the big bash came about how did you get involved in that and who did you first start playing for in Australia yeah so that came about when how long was it when 2016. Yeah, 15-16. Yeah. Um, it, it actually came about, so we had um, Beth Mooney, who plays for the Brisbane Heat, which is obviously the first team I, I signed for, um, in the Big Bash. She came over and played our county season for Yorkshire. Um, so I guess, we, you know, kind of she came over, played over here, saw what we were doing, saw our players, and then I think kind of said, oh, let's get Loz over for the Big Bash. Um, and that was pretty much how it started I think and that's I think that's quite like it's how a lot of it the franchise stuff does operate is you kind of who who are you familiar with who does what you want them to do etc um and connections with teams because you the thing the the hardest bit of franchise cricket is you're starting with two or three fresh players every time 
So if you can kind of keep some continuity, some kind of familiar faces, know what you're going to get like from a professional point of view, how they're going to be with the youngsters, etc. Um, I think like word of mouth and stuff sometimes goes quite a long way in, in those kind of competitions because nobody knows anybody and like anything about anybody because yeah. you're in a completely you, you're just so used to playing against each other. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's where you you pick who you want as well from who's done what when you've played against them or played against other international teams or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was brilliant. Like the first time I went over to Oz and played Big Bash, I went over with one of my good friends, Kate Cross. Um, and it's a completely different experience. Like you're massively out of your comfort zone, away from your kind of safety net environment with all your teammates um, back in England. But it's, yeah, it's a great thing to do. So the Big Bash, I guess for anybody that's listening that doesn't know that's it's in a competition in Australia that lasts two months. Yeah. And how many games and stuff would you play in that time? Oh, what, what did we play that first? I think it's was, um, was it 12? 14 games. So there's eight teams in total. So 14 games plus finals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's across sort of, yeah, seven week period. Yeah. yeah. Cricket's yeah. so pretty yeah. tense and that there's like a couple months of the year that is so full on and then it's yeah. so quiet for such a long mm-hmm. time. So you play what? You generally play a couple of games a weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, at that point, and I suppose when you first came over, it was it was jammed into weekends. So there were some days we played two we'll play. T20s yeah. in a day, simply because, you know, in the initial stages of the, the Big Bash, you had girls or ladies who were in the workforce Monday to Friday, mostly. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Friday lunchtime, you'd fly across to, say, I don't know, Adelaide, play two games there of the weekend, and then fly home again yeah, get to get them back flight. for work Monday, Monday. <laughs> yeah. so you know it's a pretty hectic it's, kind yeah. of seven week period when you include everybody's normal day jobs and yeah. and things on top of it and you were working as a PE teacher during that first season of Big Bash yeah so the first couple of seasons I was um I was a PE teacher but it worked in quite nicely with my school holidays so school holidays was from you know December till sort of mid-January so it fit in quite beautifully, actually. Mm. Um, you were probably one that yeah, I was one had of the, the best. I was one of the lucky ones, it, really. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of of us teachers in the group. Um, some of the other girls, you know, they were studying, working casually, or just simply had to have really flexible employers. Um, yeah, so it it did create after that first year. I know, like the women's. Um, advocates or you know our players association went to Cricket Australia and said this has got to change uh, it's just too much on all these girls and um, yeah it did. they really looked at the scheduling and, and the payments and, and all those sorts of things so. yeah. it is like that's definitely still a thing in rugby and it's crazy like if somebody finds out like, international rugby they're like oh do you do that full time mm. we're like no we're also like we're vets yeah. like we're doctors mm. like people have got it is crazy how we mm. Are you yeah, a vet? No, not me. Oh, Some right. people are vets. I'm just going to live in a place and have friends who are smart enough to be vets. We know vets. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think Australia has kind of led the, the kind of taken the lead in that sense and now next season England are seeing like a new kind mm. of format of the game and I believe are introducing payments for players. Is that all players? Or just a few internationals that are coming through and getting getting money from it. Yeah, I think I think like honestly speaking, like the Ashes obviously losing the Ashes this summer. There's been a bit of a shake up with the ECB in terms of okay, the Aussies are doing some really good things. How do we close the gap? Um, and it's just a, it's just a case of depth, you know. Like we have 
16 centrally contracted players who obviously were here in Loughborough three days a week, were touring all year round. You know, we're doing fine. We're, pl- we're fully played professionals. What about when we're gone? And the players underneath, the 15, 16, 17-year-olds that you want to get into a full-time programme, so they're playing for England when they're 19, 20. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, and that's what they're trying to create, is obviously the domestic structure for us has been an issue for the last few years because the step from county level to international level is huge in standard and professionalism and all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, the, the obviously we've had the introduction of the Super League, which has been a fantastic competition to bridge that gap. But still, you've got 15 players contracted for two months of the year. Well, there's only so so much you can do in two months to improve your game moving forward. So, so obviously with the 100 coming in next year and these domestic contracts that they'll be giving out, um, you're going to have 15 professionals at domestic level. Whether that's for two months, you might have five players all year round, and fifteen for the for the two months that the competition runs for, or the th- you know, or the three or four months of the season. But you're getting more players getting paid to play cricket, that and is- essentially, it's just you just like the biggest thing for me when I f- like obviously, the money you want to be able to commit as much time as you can to what you want to do, and that's the biggest thing is that. You know, times that you're working, like when I first started out in my first contract, I was working chance to shine in the schools. So I would get up at five o'clock in the morning, do my running session, drive to Sheffield, go in the schools all day delivering cricket ambassador stuff, drive home, get back at seven o'clock, go for a hit. And it's you just can't dedicate enough time yeah. to get better. Yeah, that's And that's the, that's the biggest shift is that, like, you know, you can, you can train. We're training on camp five, six hours for three days a week. And then, and then you'd probably, on, on the Mondays and the Fridays, you'll probably train another two or three hours every, even, you know, away from Loughborough. It's just time to get better. Yeah. And whilst you're trying to juggle work and studies and whatever else yeah. you're doing, it's taking time away and it's stressful. Yeah. You can't focus on any one thing. How do the girls hold a job when they're only contracted two day, like two months a year? Well, it's so hard. Like, yeah. the... Th- most of them to be fair it's worked quite well because a lot of them are students yeah so generally like in our team like our Yorkshire team is we've you've got you've got three England internationals and then you've got three overseas so that's six of your players who are full-time professionals and then amongst that then there's quite a few youngsters so they're at school or they're students which work again like you said when you're in Oz it works well because it's school holidays but you know, for everybody else, they're having to beg and plead to their employers to give them two months off work. Mm. And if you work in cricket, that's sweet. If you don't, it's hard. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty tough. And you just don't want that to be a factor of why they do or don't play. Yeah, that's mad. Um, and you've Courtney moved over to the so you moved over to the UK two years ago. And what motivated that move? This one. <laughs> <laughs> the boss. She um. <laughs> Well, yeah. I suppose, like, obviously, given Loz's career, um, she can't play for England anywhere yes, but England. in England. So um, mm-hmm. I got to a point with, you know, we were sort of backwards and forwards for quite some time, you know, months apart, which was quite difficult. I sort of came to the end of um, my cricket stuff back home in Oz and, you know, it just made logical sense that I was the one that... Moved, yeah. ...that, that packed in and, and moved over here. Um 
Yeah, so I suppose that was, well, is it two years, 18 months ago now, probably. Yeah, prop, yeah when you probably, probably came, came over, over and set down roots. So, um, yeah, th- packed in cricket, packed in work and um, came over and I suppose exploring new avenues of sport, like through rugby league, um, but then also, you know, different line of, of work itself. So I, I do a little bit of supply teaching here and there, but... I just figured it was time for a change and you know given what's happening in women's cricket over here it's a good chance to get involved in in the game um, from a coaching level and I suppose inject into the game from the other side of the boundary rather than playing. Yeah. So what inspired you to get involved with rugby league once you moved here? Um, I played mm. as a kid so like, like I said before it was cricket in the summer and then rugby league in the winter back home in Australia and in Queensland, it's like rugby league heartland. It is just rugby league, mm. um, especially in the country. So, um, yeah, I played that and then got to like under 12s and it was, sorry, you can't play with the boys anymore because you're too old. And that's, did you guys face that? Yeah, well, yeah. I started playing when I was 13, so like I, I started with women's teams, but oh, okay, that's you like. Went into the girls. Yeah, but well, like, you started even later, you started yeah. uni. Yeah. I was a bit like Lauren, <laughs> yeah. again, late bloomer, yeah, started the late bloomer. So it was just all women's rugby. Yeah. But that is a big problem that girls play and then they turn 13 and move to netball yeah. or. Yeah, and where mm. they live doesn't have a girls' team, so then they yeah. stop playing, which, yeah, at the moment it's a big like, drop off problem in the UK, but it's getting better. Yeah, so just like you guys, there was no girls' pathway for rugby league and I went to an all girls private school and rugby league like yeah we weren't playing that it was you know we were lucky to get a cricket team yeah together um let alone a rugby team it was sort of you know touch touch football at best we called it um you know water water polo netball and that was about it but um yeah so I, I just saw it as a chance like I kind of pride myself on doing crazy things and you'll vouch for that. Maybe we should talk more about that. Um, Yeah, I pride myself (laughs) on doing crazy things. So I thought, you know what? You know, it was on Instagram and stuff that the Leeds Rhinos are running um, trials. And I looked at some of the videos and I thought, I reckon I could do that. (laughs) So So a friend of a friend got a phone number and I said, hey, you know, I'm an Aussie from down under and I'm coming over and I've missed trials, but can I have a chance? Luckily enough, they said yes. And... Yeah, away we went. So. That's so cool. Mm. And we laugh. We laugh about the story now. Yeah. Like at the club, Lois thinks it's. We, your visa was the big issue, wasn't it, for playing cricket over here? Yeah. So cricket wasn't an option. So yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was rugby. That's really cool. And this year you've got the Women of Steel Award. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds impressive. <laughs> now I'm, I'm pretty chuffed to get it. Yeah, um, it's good, it's good. You know, against the solid bunch of girls like um but you know at the start of the year I we lost our captain at the end of last season she did an ACL and to be honest it's been nothing but a nightmare since for her you know it went completely wrong she still doesn't have an ACL in her knee and you know she's got a hole in her femur Mm. and bone grafts and infections and weeks on end in hospital where yeah it was a very interesting period for us so um, when they asked me to captain this year, I knew that, you know, A, without Lois in our team, our, our regular captain, club captain, who was, you know, by far our best player and, you know, one of the best players in the league, I knew that I had to step up both, like, my performance 
and also via my leadership. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I put my head down and there was a point where, you know, I don't know what time period it was, but I was sort of like not super motivated for it. And I thought, no, Courtney, you need to sort yourself out. And went and uh, one of the boys you train with, a fellow Matt oh, Cook, yeah. um, he's a sort of a, an S&C but does a lot of speed work. Um, works down here in Loughborough sometimes. Yeah, it does. Um, so I accessed him through Leeds, did it, and I do weekly sessions, and my favourite part of the week, um, you know, just to give me that spark and motivation back in my training again. And by G, he really gave me that. And more than anything, you know, there were moments in my games each week, you know, I'd message him or he'd be watching, and we could pinpoint, hey, look at that, you know, this is working, and what we're doing is working, and. It's nice to, to see your training come to fruition in match situations. So, yeah, sort of things like that really helped to build my season. And, um, you know, particularly last year, we had a good year last year, but we knew our club had to step up again. We've won both both trophies um, against very good opposition, Castleford, who absolutely nailed us in round games. But somehow we just found ways to perform in big games in finals. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible, the character of the girls, and to see that blossom across the year, you know. Round one, two, three, we had an incredibly frustrated squad um, who were questioning their own ability, the team's ability, people's positions, where coaches are playing. You know, it was a bit restless, I suppose you'd call it, and then, you know, six months on. and mm. You're smashing it. Yeah, we've, we've had a great year, yeah. Yeah. Do you get the same sort of highs in rugby league that you do in cricket, or is it like a very different kettle of fish? Uh, it's, it's different. Yeah. I think... Um, Even watching it's different. Yeah, I, I suppose in cricket you have so much time, well, not so much time, but quite a bit of time in between balls. Like when there's exciting things happening or when there's nothing happening, you can create a bit of buzz and a bit of banter and laughter amongst it. Whereas, as you guys know, when you're playing rugby, it's... It's just so intense. You don't yeah, have yeah. a moment to, you know, there are always funny things that happen in a game or things that you could really, truly celebrate, but you're just so absolutely gassed in between and the game's so, like, flowing um, that, you know, you, you bust your guts for 80 minutes and then it's not until the end that you sit down and enjoy it. Um, and I suppose that was, you know, what it's been like for us across the years, especially in those finals because they're always particularly the Challenge Cup final was close. And then last weekend, you know what it's like when you're playing a good team, you never rest and celebrate too early. Um, so the highs, yeah, it's I reckon it's even watch it, it's just, it's just different, like it's different, because like, obviously having fangirled you for a little bit now, but you, it's time. just a different, <laughs> it's a different crowd though. Like cricket's very respectful, very sit back and just appreciate good things in the game, <laughs> enjoy a nice scone. Whereas like rugby, I don't know what it's like rugby union, but like I sit there and I'm just as pumped as, you know, you just, you're just yelling, it. you're really into I it, can you're passionate. I have, I've heard you from oh, the sidelines. <laughs> My mum's like, shush, shush. <laughs> you're going to so get us into a fight. I said, no, that's not on. Nah, they're offside again. How many times? Yeah, but so it's just true. different. It's just a different. It's a different game. Yeah. It's different. The physicality. Yeah, the physicality. I think. The intensity. Like cricket's just. It's very different. It's very tactical. Very skill based. 
yeah. and the crowd bring it you bring in a different crowd whereas like yeah I don't know what the difference well, rugby union to league but like you really get into it I think the crowd just get on board that physical nature with the players yeah big know. hits and the rules could, could you imagine a rugby game where there's all these big hits and people just clapped and yeah exactly like just closed their mouths <laughs> and didn't clap it would be boring wouldn't it yeah so yeah, do. it's full on it's it's just the it's game, good. I suppose, and yeah. you know Springs people out. say yeah, rugby league and rugby union. It's a it's a gladiators kind of game, yeah. and I suppose I watched Gladiator the other week. Actually, coming home on the plane, that's what inspired you watch you. it and you go, yeah, it's just people want to see, you know, the players belt each other, and that's probably what we want to see as well. When yeah. it's not our, us or our teammates, yeah. um, but that's what we love about the game, mm. I think. I love that you came over from Oz having played like cricket which is like a non-contact sport mm. to then just throw yourself That's into right, rugby yeah. and like get that involved yeah. in it and now like winning awards in it like it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been it's been a big change like my first game I um, I debuted against Wigan and the, the Leeds-Wigan rivalry is pretty fierce mm-hmm. and um, I remember taking my first hit up and I got what felt like just crunched and I thought Courtney you're too little and you're too old <laughs> like this is just ridiculous like are you sure there's um, few Monday mornings after the first oh, few games I know oh. I walked down the stairs sideways yeah. I couldn't move but oh, um everything but it's you, you know you just condition yourself to it don't you eventually yeah, and yeah. you learn to play smarter like my role as you know a tiny little halfback isn't to run it in amongst the big boppers. Um, you know, it's about speed, it's about footwork, it's about putting other people into the holes. So, you know, you, you soon learn that, you know, what your role is. And do you guys find as well in rugby, like, got big boppers up the front, but big there shoulders. is a place in the game for little people if you're skillful enough. Yeah, I love that about rugby, that there is, like, there's such a position for, like, every yeah. skill set and every, like, body type. Yeah. And um, I think that's pretty unique about mm. the sport. I said that actually, didn't I? When the first few games I came to, to watch you, I said it's like it's brilliant that you've got yeah, literally you've got all shapes and sizes, and everyone's got a role based yeah. on their strength. Place for everybody. Yeah, which you, I like we were saying about it when we, and I was like, there's very few sports that has that. Yeah. You know, in football, if you haven't got an engine and you're you know a bigger frame, you wouldn't you wouldn't get a yeah. run in a football team. Cricket, you'd struggle to a degree of like. Of a level like, but rugby yeah. is one of few sports where y- you can and you have a role very specific yeah. to your um, strengths. Like, you wouldn't win the game if you didn't have all those people. Yeah, like fifteen of you or fifteen of me couldn't. Like, yeah. you wouldn't be a good team. No. Yeah, definitely not. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> you would have a good lineup. <laughs> fifteen of you would be quick. No one could catch it. Yeah, yeah but wouldn't probably wouldn't win a scrum. Effective. <laughs> 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 No, I love that. Um, so, with all your sporting experience from cricket and now with rugby league, like, what advice would you have to young cricket players or even just young sports people? Oh, I don't know really. I feel like everyone always answers that question the same. It's like work hard, yeah. enjoy what you do. Stick yeah. <laughs> but I, I reckon that that is literally the key. You know, like you're not going to progress in anything unless you get your head down and you work hard. And I think that's the biggest thing as well. Is like when you do transition from, you know, playing for fun as a hobby and I think that's the biggest thing to hold on to and like if you like if I've gone through a bit of a low time with cricket or whatever it's but the enjoyment side of it like keep checking into that keep tapping into it and you, you know because that's the bit that I think that's the biggest difference now is sometimes you lose sight of it because it's your job 
pays your mortgage, you, you know, you travel the world, etc. And when I first started out playing, it was just like, oh, go down to the cricket pitch on a Saturday afternoon, have a bit of fun with my mates, and then and it and you never expect it to be your job. And then all of a sudden, like I said, like because that phase from England Academy to England was quite quick, and you're at uni and you have other things going on as well, is to just keep yeah, just to keep sight of the enjoyment side of it. Um, Do you find getting paid like puts? pressure on that like did that change your approach to games when you were doing it for money and not for fun well, I, I guess yeah fun. I think sometimes when you're going through lots of good times whether you're injured or you're in and out of form or you're in and out of tours and stuff that's the things that you really worry yeah. about is my god this this might all come to an end yeah. what the what am I going to do like when I was at uni and I was playing and I was on a part-time contract so I don't mind I got uni yeah yeah. Oh, like, you know, you've got something, and that's like what we were speaking about, is I was having like a bit of a back burner. So like for me, I don't know, it, it might even be something as just keep reading books. Yeah. Just like study do. or do like open university or whatever, because it just takes the heat off it of, God, it's a job. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can, you know, you sometimes get, like I sometimes get stressed out about that and... God, how long is it going to last? You're not going to play forever, yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, if you can enjoy what you're doing that day, that training session, that game, you know, like you're travelling the world with your best mates. It's yeah, the best job good. in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's the main thing, is just to enjoy what you do. But, you know, to, like my story, my story would be massively like, is if you get your head down and work hard, you can achieve something pretty good quite quick. And if you want to keep up with the game, you've got to keep evolving and pushing on, really. Um, I suppose for me, like, I'm very much a lover of sport for not only the competition stuff, but for what it brings. And I spoke about it the other week. When I first moved to England, I had a moment where I flopped myself on the <laughs> kitchen floor and was crying, and you know about this. <laughs> so... It, yeah, where I felt like really lost. I felt I'd lost my identity and, you know, I wasn't caught in the cricketer anymore. I had no clue who I was. Um, but I think that's the beauty of sport is that um, it gives you a belonging. It gives you, a, like, community. And that's what, for me, I'm all about. I'm all about, you know, having community. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you... And probably even more so when you're not at an elite or a professional level... To go down to your local club and play whatever it is and to have that feel of belonging in a community and, you know, the social aspect is mm. is one of the best gifts that sport can bring, I think. Um, and for me, moving from the other hemisphere over here, that has certainly, you know, given me a connection um, and a way to meet new people and new friends and, and find a bit of a purpose again. Mm. Um, so and like I said that's not even at elite level that's you know so social Um, probably the only other thing I would say and particularly like to particularly to young kids it's all like so many people talk about goal setting goal setting goal setting and to be honest like mm, I hate it if I'm being honest (laughs) I I hate this whole goal setting can I say, I'm not going to swear. No, I'm not going to swear. You can put in there whatever you want to put in there. But, you know, it's it's all good to have aspirations, but I think sometimes with that, you put pressure on yourselves that don't need, that doesn't need to be there. 
But I think the more you can be present to, mm. even if it's, you know, I'm just going to be present to my training today. I'm going to be present to um, my recovery today. I'm going to be present to this match. You know, next week is a grand final, but this week I'm going to be present to this match. Mm. Um, even as small as I'm going to be present to this half yeah. of whatever. I this, guess that's a bit... This point, if it's tennis, this whatever. Mm. Like, the more you can be present today tomorrow will sort itself so out and yeah. i think for me that's what i found worked best mm. you know through my cricket i didn't come back i never played cricket because i wanted to play in the big bash or representative cricket i played cricket because i love it and that gave me enjoyment on that day and because i got enjoyment on that day did it again i did it again and i got better at it and all of a sudden mm. i just swam my way through this pathway and you know ended up playing sport for money and you know win trophies with with leads and yeah for me just be present mm. and enjoy enjoy your days and generally it should work out that you'll yeah. play yeah. even if it's not you don't make elite or professional yeah you know you'll probably play the best you can play mm. that was probably yeah. one of like my biggest learning points coming from rowing I was in rowing because I wanted to be at the Olympics. That mm. was the end goal. And yet goals have their purpose and they are needed for training. But if you don't enjoy the process of something, mm. yeah. if you even make it to that goal, is it going to be worthwhile? And that was like a huge learning point for me mm. coming yeah. to rugby. So actually, just, I want to enjoy it. That playing for your country and things like that gives you so much pride and passion and like that's what it's about if you enjoy that or going to club each week and I totally agree with you on yeah, that yeah. Like, the goal thing is sometimes quite easy to get like, yeah. bogged down in it I reckon that's and that's what you that's what I was saying is like it, enjoying it and not losing sight of it just because it's become your job and a source of finances is actually if you can tap into that more often and that's what you always come that's like what I always come back to if I'm getting I want to be on this tour I want this position or I need and I score this many runs, do this, that, and the other. Or I'd love to play in big. And it's like, just do this. If you know, just come back to this. Watch the ball, enjoy the session, work hard in the gym, whatever. Actually, all the rest of it will take care of itself. But it's easy to get pulled and the simple things are the hardest yeah, things to do, aren't they? It's like anything. It's like the, the basics and the simplest things to do are the things that you find hardest to commit to. Mm. I think that's so relevant. Yeah, 100%. Well, kind of touching upon that, what would be your kind of highlights or lowlights of both rugby league and cricket? You want to go? You go, because I need a minute to think. There's too many. (laughs) (laughs) Too many highs or too many lows? (laughs) Both. Both. Oh, it's funny, like, because my highlight and my lowlight were really, like, quite similarly connected. So obviously, like, Bonnie, you like, in the 2017 World Cup, in the build-up to that, like I was playing really well, kind of had my role in the team. Everything was, everything was going well. I couldn't wait for the tournament. And then the first warm-up game of the competition, I broke my wrist. So it's, we we felt like we'd been on a bit of a journey for two years, kind of built a team and a squad. Been playing really well. I couldn't wait. Here we go. 2017 home World Cup, biggest competition you're ever going to play in, because you know the cycles don't happen that often in your home country. Bang, broken wrist. Um, and then obviously, like, from a personal point of view, that was the lowest I've ever been because I was just like, oh my, like, who's bursting my bubble? Everything was just, seemed to be going so swimmingly, couldn't wait, playing well, etc. and wham, bam. 
Um, <laughs> you were difficult during that period. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. So did you miss the World Cup? So I missed... How many games did I miss? Two or three, three games? Yeah, but then I ended up playing the whole competition on injections and pain relief and a broken arm, well, broken wrist. Um, and I think, like, just mentally I struggled to come... Like, I just felt like kind of whole world was at your feet and then it was just gone within literally one ball. And I don't think mentally I dealt with that very well. Um, kind of always just felt, I don't know, like... This was, it wasn't supposed to happen like this. Like, why it me? wasn't supposed... Yeah, why me? Like... Did you think why me? <laughs> yes. I did think why me, and what have I done? I've done that. <laughs> you having to tie my hair up? Yeah, literally. Wash hair. Well, it was that... Um, that night Derby. you did it. That, um, in Derby, You were yeah. in Derby, and your teammate, Tammy Beaumont, actually messaged me and said, hey, Loz's busted a wrist she's at the hospital we think she's done this you might want to come through tonight because i think she's going to need you because this was what two days out from the world cup starting yeah the work Something yeah like that. we literally two yeah two days to go before the first so game I came through and i literally had to wash your hair for you and do all sorts mm. and then i copped the spray for it like what's going on here <laughs> and i suppose that you know oh, it was just, yeah it was and just... then that's not isolated to sport when people and, and mm. your partners have a rough time that you take it out on the, your closest mm. don't you mm. sometimes you've got to be the punching bag for them yeah sometimes you need to remind them as well <laughs> but yeah like that was the lowest point for me as like as a player but it's amazing how that's my biggest high because obviously like we went on to win that world cup in 2017 and an it's an incredible game as well yeah like unreal game home crowd my god how the hell did we win that game yeah. it was just kind of written in the stars for us like I, I always say like if anyone says about 2017 it was it was meant to be we lost the first game we played awful ever all the media are on your back you're awful you're never gonna win aussies are brilliant yada 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 um and then just like so many scrapes along the way, so many close games, it's like, how have we won that game? We sat in the dressing room afterwards thinking, I don't know what just happened, but it, that's good. <laughs> Let's have a beer. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just, yeah, it was, just, and I guess like what you were talking about, rugby, like you've, so many games you won from behind this year. And it was so many, like so many games we had no right to win. Um, but it was amazing how like the shift from going, right, this individually, this really sucks. Like, I'm playing, I'm having jabs before every game, but it's not about me. Like, mm. the team was going really good. And as much as you're struggling yourself, it's not, it's not really about you. And how quickly you're like, right, let's, what have we got to do? And, and yeah, like, that was, that was obviously, like, the lowest, but then the highest high, winning the World Cup final. Um, and it was amazing, really, because that whole World Cup, I struggled, but the only game I enjoyed was the final. Yeah. I was literally like, I, I, I just kind of, it's amazing how you just park everything and just go, I'm never going to, this is never going to happen again in my career. Like, we've got a packed out house at Lords. You're opening the batting for England. Just take it all in. Like, I remember being stood in the field and, like, the Indian fans, they were really loud. Like, they were all drums and horns and, like, for most of the game, they were amongst it like that to win it 
And I just remember just even just being in the field, just like, just take it all in, like embrace everything. And that was, I think that's quite the cool thing about like um, cricket is because you get moments to breathe and the game can be quite slow at times. You do get those moments to kind of reset, breathe, take it in, what's going on? This is pretty cool. Like, and that was, yeah, that was the only, that was the game where I like loved every second. Um, and really just kind of said, look, yeah, what's gone's gone. You're in a World Cup final at Lords. Let's go and, and take it all in. And yeah, it was unreal. I think for me, um, low lights are in, injuries always. Yeah. Awful. I went through a patch at the back end of my cricket with a couple of ankle surgeries, and that was a period when you were on the other side of the earth. So that yeah, made it chicken. even more difficult. Like, um, but yeah, low lights aside, that's just how it is. Um, highlights, certainly. I just find highlights are um, just when I've been with mates, special things with mates. So, you know, we, we were the first Queensland team to win a national title back home. That was a big deal because New South Wales are just so dominant. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, the day we won that, it was we could have been playing marbles for all I cared but it was the, it was it was high octane marbles it was the, the group that you did it with like and, and the people around you and, and your friends and that was a really special time but um, this year this whole year has been incredible with Leeds you know we won the League Leader Shield and the Challenge Cup last year which was awesome but this year I think I touched on it earlier you know in the first couple of of rounds of the competition the team was restless and mm, bickering yeah there was a, a couple of restless people who were questioning bits and ah oh, it, it was frustrating it was frustrating you know we had new people in new positions everything was clunky um, and to come from behind in each of those mm. big games you know challenge cup semi-final last weekend in the Super League final you can't ride any greater high than being yeah. down in a first half and, and storming home I yeah, don't think yeah that's when it means the most that's, yeah, yeah I think I like it that shows thought. a lot of character yeah. yeah they're always the ones you remember they're not it? easy backs yeah. against the wall like yeah. yeah and I think so many people doubted us except us mm-hmm. by the end you know I mean at the start of the year maybe there were question marks but once we got to those big final games, many doubted whether we would come out on top except us internally as a, as a squad, and that counts for something in sport, I think. Mm. Have you guys ever had to play against each other in cricket? We played a club game, didn't we, in us? <laughs> I don't enjoy it all that much. <laughs> oh. How did it go? <laughs> Poke? Oh. <laughs> turn into this awful pest <laughs> I, bit, I crossed the white line and I get a bit you just put this oh you carry at, on and this is this is the thing at cricket I'm, I'm very different at yeah, cricket than I am at rugby because at rugby you get you get yeah, a chance to system. take you take it out on your system just by belting someone next time <laughs> or something but at cricket because yeah. you've got so much downtime in between balls you have a little bit of a chat and it's a mental game yeah so you throw those and comments you get bored you throw those comments mm. just to add a bit of fun and Lauren doesn't really oh, no. handle those comments. I, I found her weakness quite early. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and then but if it was coming from anyone else, I wouldn't mind. But you're just you're just a pest. What sort of comments are we chatting about? Stupid. Just chats <laughs> rubbish. But work. Like, See, oh, look, 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 can you just I'm getting, I'm getting like sweaty palms. <laughs> See, I just say, look, right now I sit back and she gets a, all her body language Ooh, changes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, shut up. It's so annoying. <laughs> easy. Easy. No, I'd be the same. No, but I can't, the we same. can't. We can't really. We can, but we don't really compete against each other well. No. Even it's now, not, like we go to the nets and. Because you're both so competitive. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, I'll just. Um, Do you find one of you just takes the back seat? I'd, I'd like. If we like, go and play golf. Yeah, it's competition you get, time. You'll get the Scott on. Nah, I'm not playing. Put that pen away and the scorecard away. Play for fun and just enjoy a round of golf. But at the end of the round, I'll know how many over I was and how many she was. <laughs> oh, by the way, this is what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you buy such and such. <laughs> no, but but I, I'm just like, nah. I ta- you, you want, you like the competing all yeah, the time. But the I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. We're going to end up <laughs> fisticuffs. Yeah. yeah. See, see, I see, can, I, I I can in any other environment against some any other person, but you just put on like game face on. Doesn't matter who it is. Whereas I'm like, mm, no, no, yeah, <laughs> I get you. I don't want it. Like I no. find it a bit easier to bracket, and anything could happen at cricket or in the nets and what have you. And I go, oh, was it cricket? That was Lauren the cricketer, or mm. but I'm you, like, you mean? <laughs> you just think I'm picking on you. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I have learnt the hard way, put the, it that way. Yeah. How to how to help you at training, you know, even if it's just I'll throw balls instead of bowling because then that kind of removes the you know, the the competitiveness. Yeah. Um, it's a bit different now, you're more of a coach as well, like you're not playing to compete against me, whereas yeah. so you obviously once were. I still try occasionally. <laughs> Yeah, we're better. Anyway, it's been a work in progress. Thank you so much. And I'm getting sweaty palms. You mentioned golf. Like, what else would you do in your like um, quiet time, your downtime? Have you got other things no, in the back burner? No quiet time when I'm around. Yeah, not much quiet time. It's nice being on tour and getting a bit quiet. Time. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, peace at last. Um, I don't know. When I go away on tours, I take a lot of books, I take my golf clubs. Um, but I always like something that, like, I'm d- obviously don't what I'm doing. I've been doing it forever. Um, my S and C course, um, exploring other options, kind of long term. What we're gonna do? I always think that's good. Like, a lot of the time when I'm away, it just keeps you like occupied with something else yeah. and not like just really immersed in in cricket, cricket, cricket. You know, you go to go to the pool, read your book, or you know, research. I don't know, whatever it might be, some gym ideas, some S&C ideas, what can I do? Um, just to take the heat and you, take your mind somewhere else, really. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's not... You, we probably, when we're away, you get half the day training then half the day to yourself, so you get a good bit of downtime. But I always just, yeah, pack my golf clubs, pack my books. Um, yeah, just chill out a bit, enjoy a bit of peace and quiet sometimes. Mm. Right, GCQ's time. Yeah, we're going to finish okay. on GCQ's. So it's 10, it's meant to be quick fire, it always takes like an hour and a half to answer. Okay, right, first up, what's on your playlist right now? So what are you listening to? Oh, I listened to the Beatles on the way to the grand final the other day. There you go. Oh, Beatles. Oh, nice. what have I been listening to? Oh, a b
Yeah, his new album's good. So so good. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see him, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, don't talk about that. We can't go. Get too jail. <laughs> are you in Australia? That's cooler. Wait, huh? Are they not in Australia? Oh yeah, of course. You're yeah, in not... Australia. Oh, she's... oh, was that an accent banner? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, scrap that. <laughs> Something about Australia. I, heard, like I thought she said, are you Australian? I was like, yeah, she is. <laughs> Did you not make her Have we not established that I'm Australian? <laughs> Thank you, my translator's here. What do you, yeah, what you say? You're going to Australia. When Dermot's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah couldn't confirm yet. Okay, what are you watching at the moment? Oh. We haven't really gone into much recently. Uh, what was the last... Oh, last thing we watched was Marcella. Yeah, oh, got through that series. So the, the series two that you can't get here. We watched the net. Well, I can't get it on Netflix. If someone could have told me twelve months ago, that would have been handy. Have you seen series two over here? I think when it was on TV, yeah. Yeah. So was it on? Had to but not on most. Netflix. No. Yeah. See, we missed it on TV, and then we couldn't get it on Netflix. So we we flew all the way to Australia to watch. To Marcella. wake up at two a.m. with jet lag <laughs> to watch four in a row. Before the sun rose. <laughs> but I can't wait for the Queen to come. Uh, not the Queen. The Crown to come the crown. down. Yeah, that's good. So yeah. November. Yeah, so I got you on to dinner. Such a good the crown. the crown. I'm not sure how I feel about the new actors yet, but we'll see. Um, okay, what's your favourite cheat meal? Oh. What's the opposite to cheat meal? Because every meal of mine's a cheat meal. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is like fried chicken or something. KFC. KFC, yeah. Favourite fast foods, KFC. I would have it every day if I could. Philip yeah. Burger meal with a, um, over here, it's a, what do you call it? Tango. With Tango. three extra oh, pieces of boneless thing. chicken on the side. Boom. And that's an every other day occurrence. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I'd just be like, oh, pizza. Salary. Ice cream, <laughs> ice cream, pizza. Ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. I reckon. What sport would you do if you didn't play cricket? Mm. You're not obviously a rugby league either. <laughs> oh, I'd be f- probably be football. I reckon. Um, yeah, that was Golf. the other, yeah. Yeah. Golf, football. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, what's your greatest achievement? In I guess winning the World Cup is yeah. That's quite cool. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For those that can't see, they're like texting each other, gazing into one of those. <laughs> <laughs> She's lying. She's just doing this for show. <laughs> um, poor. It's I, I don't know. Still. Achievements are a weird word, but what if, what's the best things I've taken from sport? My friends. Easy. Nice. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh. I'd love to read her mind. Sometimes I'd love to know what mm. is going on in there. But honestly, superpower fly. Superman, like, the whole flying thing's yeah. cool. Yeah. Something to do with time, like Bernard's watch. Oh, God, yeah, that's yeah, a good that's, one. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Pause time. time. Mm. Yeah, like, pause time or fast-forward time. Like, I just used to love Bernard's watch. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that in a rugby game and, like, put ourselves in the trial line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that? Um, what type of animal would you be? Cheetah. Cheetah, I agree. Yeah. I just think they're a pretty cool animal. Full, fast, intense, but not for long. <laughs> That's you. Yeah, that is me. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and then needs a nap at three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what I would be, but my favourite animal is penguin. Oh, Just penguin. chilling around, yeah. That's a good one. Would you rather speak all of the languages or play all of the instruments? Oh. <sighs> 
Easy. Play all the instruments. Thank you. Somebody that agrees with me. There's a reason we're best friends. Yeah, well, I'm not practical. I'm all about being (laughs) cool and having a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably say instruments as well. Oh, nice. I like it. Rani, you're... you're (laughs) (laughs) Which accent are you doing tonight? (laughs) What language is that one? (laughs) Okay, so this is a favour of ours. What's your star sign? I'm a Capricorn. I'm a Leo. Do you know anything about them? It's um. a lion. <laughs> Can we Google? Yeah. Can we Google it? Not really. Bit fiery, mine. Yeah, my, yeah, a lot of my fiery. traits are quite fiery, quite. Mm. Yeah. No, I don't know what yours really. are. Should we Google it? What are your What are your star signs? Aquarius. So, what are your traits? Um, sociable, bit eccentric, life in colour. Doesn't sound like you were tall, but. <laughs> <laughs> Capcorn. Are you sure that's not like your Insta bio? <laughs> Practical. Yes. Resilient. Yeah. Ambitious. <laughs> Maybe too ambitious sometimes. You say. Oh, jeez. She comes in. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna gonna start my own business. I say, okay, that's good. Well, aren't you interested? I said, oh yeah, that's fine. But yesterday you were gonna be the prime minister. <laughs> Okay, final question. Who do you think's got better chat, me or Bonner? Oh. Well, I can at least understand Bonner. <laughs> you you might, but I can't I understand oh. it. You gotta go Rona. Yeah, I'd have to say Rona. Mm. You don't mean that, that's not <laughs> <laughs> You've got a people. <laughs> This is the only bit I've understood. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. I think it was so good. Yeah, even I'm sat here like, oh, that's a really good point. (laughs) Very good. That's all right. Thanks for having us. So that's it for episode three. Hope you've enjoyed a little insight into Lauren and Courtney's life um, and their different sporting backgrounds and stories that have got them here today. Uh, we'll be back with another sporting guest in a couple of weeks, I'd imagine. Yeah, oh, and follow us on Instagram, so we're nearly at a thousand. Oh, yeah, we're nearly at a thousand followers. So please, if you're a listener but not a follower, get yourself following us on Instagram. Let's get to the big thousand. Because we are doctors, lawyers, mothers, footballers, first minister. Bolt laureate, we're on the move And I'm telling you, the glass ceiling's going We're coming through Rise up, eyes up, take the stage Play your game, don't be afraid You're a work of our or Jones of our Always be proud of who you are Girl, gotta hold your head up high Don't let this moment pass you by You can be anything you believe you can be So go and shine and live the truth You can be anything you believe you can be